0: Welcome to the Venture Capital Podcast. This is Peter Harris with the University Growth Fund, John Bradshaw, and we're going to begin. Do you think we should talk super fast like some of these TikTokers do? <laughs> Have you heard some of them? I was listening to my wife. Don't today. they just like speed it up though? I don't know, but one of them was talking really fast up. like on this level and I don't know how she just did it for so long. But maybe I just did it and that's how they do it moving forward? Yeah, but I
1: think they just they just script the whole thing out and then they speed it up. And they make it sound like they're talking faster
0: than they actually And they move really slow at the same time. So that way it all matches. Yeah. I don't know. Let me brush my hair. This. Some people
1: day. just talk really fast,
0: like super, super, super fast. Anyways, all right. Bad moves founders make. Peter, this is for, this is on you. What bad moves have you seen founders make in the fun, in fundraising? What do bad bad moves that founders make? Um. Oh man, I mean, I can think of one. All right, why don't you start? I mean, the other day I heard someone was bagging on a particular VC. Yeah. And then I'm like, I want to go hear the rest of the story because it doesn't make sense, right? Because I've never heard anything bad about the CVC. Yeah, and I think it was me, huh? It was not you. And the, <laughs> John's the, like, I hear bad things about you all the, the time. Backstory: They're like the, the 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 founder claimed that they left them on like the the ninth yard line, okay? Or like, just the deal is done; they're ready to sign. Yeah. Um, and later find and like later to find out this person had a lot of personal debt. Yeah, used to build the business, but it was personal debt and they wanted to raise and wipe all their personal debt off, but didn't disclose that up front. Mm, got it. At that and point, then the VC pulled out. And then the VC pulled out. And they're yeah, like, "And they're yeah. like, this VC left me with thousands of dollars. So of legal they're like TVs. they're
1: like throwing them under the bus, but in reality it's because they didn't disclose everything. Yeah, no, that happens. That happens a bunch. Yeah, like the, I don't know, it's, it's challenging, right? Like the founders often, like, Anytime a VC leaves a founder at the altar, um, it's either because like the VC didn't do their homework ahead of time or because the founder screwed it up by disclosing something at the 11th hour, right? This is the opposite. So from our other podcast, if you listen to that, where we talk about like bad things VCs do, mm-hmm. where like a VC might change terms at the very last second. Um, sometimes founders do the same thing, right? They, like, they throw in the thing at the very last second, hoping that, like, oh, well, now we disclosed it, so you can't hold it as against us, right? And then the VC walks, and then they're pissed, and they go and, like, badmouth the VC everywhere without disclosing the full truth. Um, Like, I think the biggest thing, though, is, like, founders that never disclose major issues. And, um, yeah, like, I know of deals where, there was something super material happening where during the fundraise, like the founders knew about it during the fundraise, did not disclose it to the investors, raised a ton of money, still didn't disclose it to the board for like months. And then, you know, and then like they also spent a ton of money, all the money that had been raised, they spent it, uh, kind of frankly frivolously, and then the company and then went to the board and were like oh by the way we have this massive problem that we should have disclosed back when we were fundraising but we were too scared and so we didn't and now the entire company is done right mm-hmm. and there's not enough time to like save it everyone's pissed and furious right like that that is fraud right full mm-hmm. stop And yeah, I've seen fraud happen, sadly, like multiple times throughout my career. And it's, you know, it's like one of those things that you just can't, it's really hard to diligence fraud because if somebody is intent on lying to you, they will lie to you. And it's really hard to to find out right until after the fact. So that's probably the biggest thing that founders do is just that whole fraud aspect. I would say like things that founders do to kick them in, to like shoot themselves in the foot would be like not disclosing the information that the VCs need to make a decision. Just thinking like, well, you know, we don't we don't disclose that. So, you know, sorry, we're not sending it. And then being upset when the VC walks. Because like we've been in that situation where I'm like, I need the financial model. And they're like, We don't we don't send the financial model. I'm like, all right, fine, then we're not investing. And they're like, Whoa, whoa, wait. Like You don't, you know, it's proprietary and this and that and the other thing. And it's like, well, you know, like we need it as part of our diligence. So, you know, so sometimes I see that (laughs) there's one founder that uh, is notorious for this. Like we'd ask for diligence and he would send pictures of graphs without axes. And it's like, great. That's worthless. Okay. (laughs) You know, so like you see that, um, I think, I don't know. It, it's The problem is it's really common to have to invest in a company you get super excited about. And then it's, it's like you just know as soon as you write that check, the first board meeting or whatever, like the, the, the company will crap the bed, right? And it's like all of this stuff that you didn't know about before the fundraise, right? Or during the fundraise, all of a sudden comes out, right? Mm-hmm. And that's super frustrating, but it happens all the time. Like I get it, but it's also just, it's annoying. And it'd be nicer if we could get to a point where people felt comfortable being authentic about the good and the bad. And VCs would like be okay hearing the good and the bad and still like recognizing like, okay, there's some bad here. These are risks. Mm -hmm. And being like, I'm okay taking some of these risks, right? Okay. But I don't know. Everything fundraising and sales is just challenging, right? Like you always want to present put your best foot forward. Um other things that like founders do that's like bad behavior. Um Okay, so one of the things founders will do and and this is another like bit of a tight rope, but they'll they'll reference investors and and talk about them like they're going to invest. Okay. <laughs> but in reality, like maybe they have like a screening call set up, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I say it's a tightrope because you definitely need to build FOMO and momentum for your fundraise. Uh, and sometimes that, that's like all you got, right? But I think there are ways to do it and that aren't like super deceptive, right? You could just say, hey, I've got a bunch of meetings teed up for this next week. Mm-hmm. Right. That's very different from like, oh, yeah, like we've we've been a multiple partner meet or, you know, so and so is going to issue us a term sheet. And it's like you've had one like 15 minute phone call with like an analyst there. You're probably not going to happen. Right. OK. So I've seen that. Um, being unrealistic about like when a con- like a big meaningful contract's going to close. That happens a bunch. And I don't know if that's because like the founders lying or because they're just overly optimistic. It's a gray area. It's hard to know. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Entrepreneurs that bash VCs. I think is like, it's like the equivalent of VCs bashing entrepreneurs. I just don't think it's called for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's not like, like a known issue, like, like we talked about some of the things that VCs have done that are like poor form, right? Like if it's not known that you, that a VC has done that, and you're like really anxiously trying to warn other founders about that, but rather like you just didn't like them, right? Mm-hmm. I think that can be bad form. But I
0: don't know. what do you think? Any other examples? I think those are the main ones. I think one of my favorite is I was in a in a pitch meeting on a board and mm-hmm. someone showed that here's like they're in the the advisors and one of the individuals was like you know top of the industry yeah and someone in the room after they left, they left they're like I know this person that per-. so we the individual texts that advise that supposed advisor and It's yeah. like I've never heard of this person in my life yeah yeah stuff they, like that's bad for and yeah. they went from hero to zero just like that yep
1: yep look it is so hard to get trust
0: don't do anything to lose trust right Mm -hmm. my favorite is that that person came back and they got mad at me on on the deal for why so someone was going to invest in the individual later Mm. this is what happened oh and you disclosed and i said hey i would think twice we had an experience and it was one of those people who's like a really good friend and so i said this is my understanding of what happened yeah and then that person called me like an hour later <laughs> and they said what happened and they said well this is what happened oh and then they're like then they said oh I never said that person was an advisor they were on your screen like, yeah yeah they don't put them there yeah yeah don't have an advisor screen unless someone yeah unless like they you and you know you should have an agreement right contract if not mul- if not there should be multiple emails going back and forth right they should at least know who you are mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I had a walk I, that was a that was a fun scenario yeah. I keep things a lot more tight-lipped after that.
1: That's oh, so why a lot of VCs, when they get reference calls on entrepreneurs that they backed and they they had a bad experience, they'll just be like, "Look, I, I don't have anything to say."
0: Which, but they but that's code.
1: But that is code, which means you should probably stay away. <laughs> they'll say, I was talking to a friend of mine, one of my mentors, and he was like, "Yeah, if if somebody had called me about this one founder, I would have just said, you know." After talking to my attorneys, <laughs> um, okay. we've concluded that it's probably not appropriate for us to comment on this particular founder.
0: <laughs> I think someone forged my signature once. Mm-hmm. Um, and our response was after having this reviewed from legal, I cannot nor could ever endorse what that person has said. Yeah. That claimed I cl- that claim they said, which I didn't. And I don't know what ever happened from that. I'm curious yeah, but it's
1: happened. code. It's code. Well, it's like when I get referral or like reference calls on my students and like it's a student that didn't do anything and it was crappy. I'm just like, yeah, um, I wish I could give you more insight, but I just didn't see very much of them. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, any other things before we close up this episode on bad founder moves?
1: No, but I'd be curious to know in the comments what what bad moves you've seen
0: from founders or VCs. So We should start a Reddit thread on this. Yeah. Give us all the trash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're ready for it. We love trash. We love the drama. Spilled tea. Let's go. All right. Well, sounds good. Anyways, thank you guys for watching. Go to VentureCapital.fm. Give us a six-star review, like, comment, and we'll follow up with you and join us on the next episode.